Welcome to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150. As I say every week, it's great to be here today. I actually was in Europe uh, for almost two weeks and was um, in Italy on vacation and was um, surveying as part of my vacation, of course, the dogs in Italy and looking at um, what breeds I saw and, you know, how the their humans interacted with them and how that might have been different from what I see in Seattle area and all that good stuff, in addition to seeing some really incredible history and architecture and, oh my gosh, and, you know, the wine was delicious. Had a lot of pizza, <laughs> which is fine with me. I love pizza. Um, it was amazing. Eric, have you ever been to Italy? I know you've been to the UK a few times. I have not been to Italy. I've been to France. I've been to Ireland. I've been to the UK, but uh, still need to venture a little mm-hmm. further east, I guess. Yep. I recommend. Yeah, it was really something else. People Everybody I talked to that's been uh, just raves about what a great time they had. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, you know what was so funny is that there were so many dachshunds, standard dachshunds. So, of course, there's the mini dachshunds, uh-huh. which we actually see more of here in the States. They're a pretty popular breed, mini or what they call um, tweeny dachshunds that are actually a little bigger than the, the breed standard for a miniature. Um, you don't really see too many standard dachshunds over here. I'll tell you, Italy was crawling with them. <laughs> Nope. Big big wiener dogs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They were everywhere. So of course I was like thrilled. Um, but uh, yeah, and then just lots of other different breeds, and you know, definitely a different look. Less certainly less dogs, but Seattle is just teeming with dogs. So it's, I think it's hard to beat the density of dogs in this city. But um, definitely less dogs, and um, you know, not really many where we were, and we were went to a bunch of different cities, and at least in those cities, you know, we didn't really see any pet stores. Hmm. In one of the grocery stores, though, they actually had, you know, dog food, and they had a huge bag of pasta <laughs> for dogs. Dog pasta. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay. All right. Well. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was it was really fun, and of course, uh, you know, great to great to have a change of scenery. We missed our dogs terribly, of course, uh, but they were in good hands with our friends, who were very grateful for. So anyway, it was a blast. Uh, you know, I get to get to go through all of our over three hundred and fifty episodes now. When I do go out of town, if I don't have a pre recorded show, then I get to pick from some of my favorite archives, and there are a lot of them. So actually focused on uh, training and behavior with this uh, cluster of encores that Eric was kind enough to run in my absence, Um, you know, really loaded with some great training and behavior information. Um, I had, you know, did a couple sort of private lessons almost on air. And so we get to rerun those. And so I hope if you listen to those, you got something out of them. So So I've got a few different topics um, today. First of all, I want to acknowledge um, very warmly our show partners. We have the Natural Pet Pantry, raw and cooked food for dogs and cats. 
They have two stores in the Seattle area, one in Burien and one in Kirkland. Really wonderful stores. Definitely check them out if you're in the area. And um, you can also find them online, naturalpetpantry.com. If you can't go to one of their locations, you can find their food in many fine independent pet stores in the area. And they also offer home delivery, which is awesome. So, And that's what we do. We get our monthly deliveries for our dogs, um, which is really convenient. And you can get signed up uh, for that through their website, naturalpetpantry.com. Um, it really is the best you can do for your dog or cat nutritionally is to feed them really what they're designed to eat. Uh, and then also Jet City Animal Clinic and Dr. Anderson and her team. Instead of pasta. Instead of pasta. <laughs> they're probably not designed to be eating a bunch of pasta. I was like, really? <laughs> a big bag of pasta? Okay. I'm assuming it's like a for a treat kind of thing. I don't know. I, I, I have a I picture of it. wonder if they make it. a nice sauce uh, yeah. to go with. It. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a picture of it. I'll post it. I don't think I posted it on the Dog Show Facebook page. So I'll post the picture of me holding up that bag of pasta. They also had a bag of like risotto and other, I, but it was totally for pets. <laughs> Very curious. No, we don't recommend your dog live exclusively on pasta, even if it's fresh and from Italy. Um, Jet City Animal Clinic, and and part of what I'm going to talk about in a little bit, uh, sort of in the second half of the show, is um, what to look for and and sort of what to expect from your veterinarian. Um, You know, I work with a lot of clients in the Seattle area um, with my business, Sensitive Dog, and, you know, I, I offer private consultations for dog training and behavior for all types of dogs in the Seattle area. And um, so, I'll, you know, and, and I take a holistic approach to training and behavior. So I talk about, of course, directly about training and behavior topics. Also, other things that impact behavior, you know, health and wellness. Food is a big part of that. Oftentimes I'm working with the client's uh, veterinarian, um, you know, for, you know, simple example, house training issue. Does the dog have a urinary tract infection? Well, go to the vet, have it checked out, all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's so many ways that health and behavior are linked together. There's so many ways that food and health are linked together. So many ways that food and behavior are linked together. Really, the moral is that it's all linked together. So it's important to be aware of all of these things especially when evaluating a behavioral challenge like, uh, you know, and especially something like aggression or anxiety. Anyway, so Jet City Animal Clinic, one of our proud partners. We love them there. Dr. Anderson and her team do a great job. You can find them online at jetcityanimalclinic.com. She is a very um, open-minded and thorough vet. Um, And unfortunately, there's, you know, an a number of vets out there who aren't necessarily very open-minded to, uh, for example, raw food diets um, or any sort of alternative treatments. And, you know, personally, I know for my own health and for our dog's health, we sort of team with both Eastern and Western. Um, you know, some things are great for the regular vet, other topics great for a holistic vet or something like that. So Dr. Anderson and her team are wonderful to work with uh, to really incorporate all angles on healing jetcityanimalclinic.com. And I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that later in the show. And then I will run a conversation that I had with her in the second half of the show so that you can get to know her a little bit more if you're in the Seattle area and you're looking for an attentive, thorough, 
skilled vet. Uh, we highly recommend Dr. Anderson at Jet City. So I do have an announcement for an event coming up with an organization that I love here locally, one of many. Um, you know, it seems like this late summer and fall, um, we have lost a lot of dogs in my community. This fall and late summer, as I said, it felt like almost like every week or two I heard that someone who I know had to say goodbye to their dog. Um, I was even in the room for the euthanasia of the dog of some very close friends of mine. Um, Blue, the Mexican, so that was Brax, the cattle dog mix. Um, I also blew the Mexican hairless Haas, the Doberman, and I did actually a show after his sudden death where we brought his owner, Janice Lehman, one of his pet parents, on to talk with us with uh, Michelle Nichols, who's the founder of A Help Project, um, to talk about grief and moving through grief. Miles, a dog very close to us, poodle, sheepdog mix, we had to say goodbye to recently, and then our own Eric and his girlfriend, partner, Mm -hmm. Jess, had to say goodbye to their dog, Sammy, very recently, too. And it always, um, you know, I always really feel it. And so many more, you know, so many more dogs that I didn't name um, who, you know, I don't even know the people. And I, I, I really, every time I hear that somebody's had to say goodbye to their pet, I can really feel it in my heart. Um, I've been there and it, it hurts. It's a bugger. Living with and loving a dog or cat or other pet often means that we're going to have to get intimate with death, a phenomenon that's really hard to grasp, both intellectually and also in our hearts. You know the expression, my heart hurts. Well, you know this how this literally feels if you've had to say goodbye to a pet that you love in grief. After Haas's sudden death, as I said, I was inspired to do a show about grief and pet loss again. Michelle Nichols, the co-founder of A Help Project, came on the show to talk with me about grief, along with Haas's grieving pet parent, my friend Janice. Uh, That was just a couple weeks after Haas passed away, I think. And that was episode number 334 from July 22nd of this year, 2015. I've done a number of shows on the topic over the years. You can find them all on our archives. We can go to dogradioshow.com. Click on the podcast page and you'll see, uh, if you hover over the podcast tab, you'll see a drop-down menu that'll separate out the episodes by year. And it, it goes back to 2009. You can also just click on the main podcast tab and that will bring you to the current year. The first one I did was back in September of 2009, episode number 31, over 300 episodes ago when my first dog as an adult, Chewy, died. And I talked about it a week and a half after I had to say goodbye to him. And I can almost, yeah, I can feel the tears well up as I talk about it now, several years later. Uh, I sounded a little similar to how I sound now. I have a cold, a little bit of a cold right now. The difference is that today I have a cold. Back in episode number 31, I was sick with a broken heart. The important thing about grief is that you feel it. Cry, sob, talk, sing, make art, cry some more. (laughs) Surround yourself with people who get it. That's really important. 
It's not just a pet. It's important to feel it. Fortunately, now there are communities in place waiting with open arms for folks with broken hearts to walk through their virtual doors, to reach out, send an email, read their resources, show up at their pet loss support groups, and or attend their events designed to help people move through the grieving process as gracefully as possible. There's no way around it. It's hard. But the important thing is to keep that emotion moving. When Chewy died, my boy, he was my, my first heart dog, and I really felt my heart break, but in doing so, it really cracked open. I felt my love for him expand within me, and that was a powerful part of my growth and healing as a human being. Are you grieving the loss of a four-legged family member now as you're listening? Did your dog, cat, ferret, lizard, or horse pass away recently? Or do you know someone who is feeling the grief of a lost pet? If so, you can refer them. If they don't live in the Seattle area, you can refer them to our many episodes dealing with pet loss. Um, Also, AHELP Project, which is a local organization, stands for Animal Hospice, End of Life, and Palliative Care. Their website is ahelpproject.org. They're hosting an event Saturday, December 5th, 2015. A Help Project is hosting their Holiday Art of Healing event, and that is at Splash Dog in Edmonds. Uh, Saturday, December 5th, from 2 to 5 p.m., A Help Community is hosting this event to uh, help the community create beautiful, meaningful gifts and memorials while working through your feelings of grief and loss. You can incorporate your own photos and mementos into personalized creations for yourself or your loved ones, featuring supplies and instructions on how to complete uh, four art projects, refreshments, festive treats, sandwiches, raffle and door prizes. Of course, it's a pet-friendly event. Handmade dog treats will be available courtesy of the Dining Dog regenerate your spirit during their moment of remembrance led by the caregiver support circle facilitator facilitator Diane Dyer. And I have attended one of her um, moments of remembrance during an event that we hosted with Rainbow Bridge Hearts a few years ago, and it was really awesome. Um, So you can purchase your tickets online. It's an $18 early bird ticket through the end of November. Just go to ahelpproject.org. And you can click on the event, current event um, tab there on the right column, or upcoming events um, on the right column of the site, ahelpproject.org. And you can get more information about that. Just click, like I said, on the upcoming events tab. You know, creating art is a really great way to express emotions for anything, really, and and it's used a lot in grief. Um, So it's an event I highly recommend. Share it with your community. I will post a link to this on our Facebook page as well. So if you are not a fan of us on Facebook, you can find us there. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And um, it's a great event. And, you know, I just really, anyone whose heart hurts um, because they're still grieving the loss of a pet, I feel you. And I know that it's it's hard and um, it takes time. It really does. I mean... Give yourself time, several months. Like I said, I mean, 
I had to say goodbye to Chewy, I don't know, six years ago. And I almost started to well up as I was talking about it today. So we get it here. And um, there's a lot of support out there. Important, like I said, to find people in your community who get it also, because not everybody does. So we have um, some great new shows coming up this holiday season and um, into the new year. I've been flooded a little bit in a, in a wonderful way with authors, new books out. Uh, very excited to be interviewing Bernie Siegel, who is the author of a book called Love, Medicine, and Miracles. He has a new book that's just out now, Love, Animals, and Miracles, inspiring true stories, celebrating the healing bond. I'm excited to talk with him. We're actually doing a pre-recorded show in December, and I'll probably run that during uh, the thick of the holidays. So I'm really excited to talk with Bernie Siegel and to share that conversation with you in December. I have another author coming up who I'm going to be interviewing, a book uh, called My Old Dog, Rescued Pets with Remarkable Second Acts by Laura T. Coffey with photographs by Lori Fusaro. I know the folks at Old Dog Haven will be interested in that one. November is actually Adopt a Senior Pet Month, so we're, we're still in that. Another book, Heal, The Vital Role of Dogs in the Search for Cancer Cures by Arlene Weintraub. I'll be talking with her. And then yet another book, From Stray Dog to World War I Hero, The Paris Terrier Who Joined the First Division. This is a biography of rags the mascot of the first division in France, World War I. I'll be talking with the author of that book as well. One of my favorite parts of doing this show over the years, you know, in general, has really been getting to talk with a lot of really amazing people doing all sorts of awesome things in the world of dogs. I especially, as a writer myself, love talking with authors. I love to read their books, and I actually read their books, and then I love to talk to them about their books and about their lives and um, all that stuff and share that with you. So we've got a lot of really great authors to look forward to to uh, take us through the holidays and into the new year, too. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And of course, if you can't listen live here on KKNW every Wednesday at 2, you can find all of our shows archived on our website dogradioshow.com you can also go to iTunes and download all of our podcasts for free there too so I had an interesting um, just to kind of switch gears a little bit before we take our first break um, I really had an interesting conversation with some clients recently um, that I had a couple weeks ago and uh, maybe actually maybe it was just a week ago feels like a couple weeks ago and they uh you know, the, the topic is basically um, how dogs are sensitive to the flow of emotion within a family. So, you know, if that's just two people, like in this case, it was a couple, young adult couple, probably around my age. Um, and they had uh, adopted, recently adopted a rescue dog and um, she was shipped from I can't remember where, I think Texas or something like that, shipped to them, which, you know, is is kind of tough with dogs. And then 
the guy um, made the mistake of, you know, opening the crate and taking the dog out of the crate from being shipped. And this is an opportunity to just let you know, if you are getting a dog shipped to you, (coughs) excuse me, whether it's a rescue dog or a new puppy, don't take them out of the crate at the airport. Take the crate home and then in a safe space, open the door of the crate and let the dog walk out on their own. Because I've seen, I've met with a lot of people who unfortunately, unknowingly, you know, they're eager to get the dog out of the crate. The dog's had potentially, you know, a long flight. They're worried the dog has to go to the bathroom or whatever. Pull the dog out of the crate. Well, if that flight experience in and of itself was traumatizing, or if the dog, you know, has otherwise come from a rescue situation, the dog can attach the trauma of the experience to the person who's taking them out of the crate in a way that the dog would consider would be forcefully, even though the human is just pulling them out. So unfortunately, this guy made that mistake, and the dog is making him pay for it, and she doesn't trust him, and is very suspicious of him. She's very fearful and skittish dog anyway, so we have a challenging temperament to work with to start and also a challenging environment that she came from. And then he, you know, unknowingly did this and she's just not warmed up to him. He's He takes her for walks every day, feeds her, all this stuff, but she has a, a sort of attached trauma to him and is not forgiving him for that is not able to. Well, what happened is she started warming up with a lot of visitors. So her uh, female owner sees clients out of her house and has both men and women come in and out. And the dog has over time warmed up with both the men and women who come over and she's gotten increasingly more comfortable over time, but not her partner. And, uh, as a result, it's caused tension in the relationship between man and woman. And uh, the woman is now, was um, sort of being hard on him. He's not doing enough. And, you know, of course, this is all just coming from a place of fear because this is causing upset. She's worried that this dog isn't getting better. In fact, she's getting worse. Now she started growling at him when he comes into the room and even barking at him now. Why is this getting worse? So she is being, so now the woman is sort of being hard on the guy, telling him, you know, you should be doing this. You're not trying hard enough. And he's having a hard time because he's having this dog acting aggressive towards him. And in his efforts over the several months that they've had the dog, she's just gotten worse. And so he's not only getting sort of harshness from the dog, but now he's getting harshness from his girlfriend. And so in my conversation, what we one of the things that we sort of shined a light on was that the dog, the reason why it's getting worse, one of the reasons, but I would say the main one, is that the woman is role modeling negative emotion towards her partner. And the dog is seeing that. And it's, you know, this is one way that dogs are very sensitive to people. Just fundamental direction of emotion, positive or negative, they pick up on that stuff like 
uh, real fast. So she unknowingly has been role modeling negativity towards the guy. The dog already has it out for the guy because of the association and the mistake he made initially by pulling her out of the crate. Now this is being reinforced by the person who she's the most bonded with. So part of the conversation was we had to change that and that in order to create a sense of love and positive emotion from the dog to the guy, it actually had to start with his girlfriend. And she had to start showing love and positive emotion towards him to role model that to the dog. And then, of course, we talked about all the other things that we talk about in our lessons through training and other behavior work. But it was just a really interesting thing about uh, how sensitive dogs are to the direction of emotion. And these are the cases where I feel truly almost as much as a therapist to people as I do to their dogs because sometimes we really do have to get into these kinds of conversations and they were really awesome being open with me about the tension that was happening and that was really important in resolving it so I look forward to uh, checking in with them in a few weeks to see how things are going so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about uh, what to look for in a vet And then you're going to listen to my interview with Dr. Erica Anderson. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S.-sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet? Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared? Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice, jetcityanimalclinic.com. Write it down, shout it loud. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, wasn't that fun? Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Okay, so I recently wrote an article and actually sat down with Dr. Anderson, who you're about to, you're about to hear an interview I did with her, sort of introducing her as one of our show partners uh, a couple years ago. 
I recently wrote an article talking about what to look for in your veterinarian. I've worked with a number of veterinarians over the years. I've met some wonderful vets who are just brilliant, amazing to work with, open-minded, all that great stuff. Unfortunately, I also uh, work with clients who are not happy with their vets. They don't feel like they're being listened to. They feel like the vets are bullying them into doing this or that, or they're just not attentive. They're just sort of dismissing concerns that they might bring up. So I encourage you, don't settle. Uh, If you don't feel like your vet's being attentive, if you don't feel like your vet is listening to you, if you don't feel like your vet is open to what you want them to be open to, find a new vet. You are not married to the vet that you might start with. Um, you know, I think it's important for the clients to have a standard and to really require what, you know, for vets to behave, I think, how they should, is to really listen, to be open-minded. They don't know everything. There's a lot to learn. Any expert, I think, um, will agree you continue to learn as you practice. Um, So it's important uh, to really uh, have your, you know, work with a vet who you really, uh, really love and feel like is attentive to your needs Uh, I'm going to share with you an interview I did with Dr. Erica Anderson of Jet City Animal Clinic, one of our partners, and you can hear in the nature of our conversation how cool she is to um, interact with. She's a great vet. So enjoy my talk with Dr. Anderson. We have Dr. Anderson with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, I know you've been so excited for the interview, and we've been excited to have you. And I've been... I was trying to find... um, So, did you see The Matrix, Dr. Anderson? Yes. Do you get that a lot? Uh, No. No. I think it's great. (laughs) So, I was looking for quotes that I was just going to, like, try to find a quote from the movie, but they're not very pleasant. I think it's Mr. Anderson. Well, it is Mr. Anderson, but I say Dr. Anderson because you're here. (laughs) But, so I was looking for, um, for quotes, and they're just not very pleasant from Agent Smith. Like... Tell me, Dr. Anderson, what good is a phone call when you are unable to speak? Mm. Like, not very welcoming and friendly. So, but good movie. Did want to make the Matrix reference, though, and it's just so tempting to say her name like that. Not a lot of dogs in the Matrix movies, as far as I can... I don't recall seeing any dogs. Right, so... Which... We're, we're probably stretching the boundaries of the dog show with that one. That's what the Matrix is all about, though, isn't it? Stretching it is. boundaries. Yes, good point. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Jet City Animal Clinic has been open since January 23rd, was your first day open. Right. It's beautiful. It looks so nice. It's such a great space to be in, and I know that that's one of your, kind of one of your um, intentions with opening your own clinic, was really having a space that people and dogs are going to want to go to. Right, right, and just to have it be pleasing for everybody, and calm. I mean, when the lobby's calm, the animals are calm, the people are calm, and there's lots of good stuff to look at. You're pretty calm, too. Oh, well, that's good. People, I'm sure, can hear it in your voice. People say that I'm a very calming voice, and I feel like you have a very <laughs> calming voice. Are we going to have a calm off? I know. Let's go! I know. <laughs> you lose, Eric. I know. Everyone, I know. everyone falls asleep. Ah, thrown right. out. <laughs> Try to stay. Yeah, keep alert. Um, no, but it's nice, and that's important. Like you're, that's everybody who I've sent to you, and I've sent um, friends and clients 
have said how much they love your demeanor. And it's really nice. So the environment reflects that quiet, calm, beautiful, pleasing to enter, but with a really nice style, too. So it's not like calm, I'm going to fall asleep, but it's really just calmly engaging. And you have a quiet room there that is used for specific things that we'll talk more about. Um, And, you know, so let's talk about the way that you practice medicine. And I know that you're really, your focus mainly is about your relationship. So talk a little bit more about what you mean by that. Well, um, so I've been a vet for uh, going on 10 years now. And um, I find that when you really connect with somebody, that's the most meaningful. They're able to understand what you're saying and make decisions based on a relationship. Yeah. A, a relationship that's based in integrity and honesty and logic, really. Because yeah. not everybody can do everything that you provide or propose to them. So yeah. we work with what you can do. Yeah. Um, I think that that's um, a common complaint that I've heard from my clients, especially over the years, is that lack of connection. Because, I mean, and I can kind of relate to that, too, with like what I do. It's part, part, a lot of it is, you know, and for you, you're, you're working with a pet that in some cases has something wrong. So you're working directly with the pet, but then you're also working directly with the human. And how important it is to be able to do both effectively, not just be great with the animals, but then not really be able to communicate what's going on or what the options are to the human and really work with the human. The other thing that I really like that you say is that you're really about educating and empowering the owners to make the decisions with you. It's not just like a bullying experience, which happens a lot, unfortunately. I've had people tell me this over the years um, where they just don't feel like they're really in power to make decisions. And that's a great part of it, too, where it's like a partnership. Yeah, I'd, I just, um, that's part of the integrity, I think, is um, presenting all the options and then discussing the options and allowing owners to make the decisions that are going to be one best for their for their pet, but also for their pocketbook or and or circumstances in their life that... right. Because it's not an exact science. No. So, it's not. and that, that means a lot of different things, but it re- that's even more so important that the communication is really easy and flowing. Right. And, and um, you know, the, the owners are so important in the healing process, mm-hmm. and they're so important in getting the, the, the truth about what's going on because they know their pets better than I do. Yeah. And I can tell them maybe where it hurts, but they can tell me. How long has it been going on? What's going on? Um, and that's one of my things, pieces of advice is know your pet. Mm-hmm. Know your pet and what's normal. Um, you know, how much do they urinate? And when they go out in the backyard, what do they do? You know, do they just play around or are they having diarrhea or, you know. Mm-hmm. So it just helps you. The, the owners are just so important in the relationship. And mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And I remember when I was talking with Lola Ball, who's the author of uh, When Your Dog Has Cancer, and she's going to be at your guys' open house, yep. which is yeah, which is this Saturday from 10 to 4. Um, JetCityAnimalClinic.com is the website. You can find out 
uh, more information about that from their site. And I'll also, I will also post information on our homepage as well, dogradioshow.com. So she's going to be doing a book signing there at your guys' open house, which is great. Um, but we were talking about the importance, like, of you said, knowing your pet, really knowing how your pet feels and really like intentionally doing, you know, just getting your hands all over your pet so that if something changes, if there's a new bump or lump, that right. you're going to feel it because with some dogs and cats with their their fur, you're not necessarily going to see it. Right. Right. And just even their behavior is important too, mm-hmm. knowing what's normal for them. Yeah, totally. Otherwise, um, so you've opened since uh, January 23rd. And has the, is there been any um, anything that's impressed you about having, like, you, as far as your expectations of, well, now I have my own clinic? Because there is a lot that goes into it. I was blown away when you did your uh, sort of pre, pre-opening party. Um, like, because as a business owner, you know, I was, like, walking through the clinic, looking around, looking at all the equipment that's there. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is amazing. This is beautiful. And there's so much to it. So um, are you, is is it sort of settling in? It hasn't only been a few months. Yeah, it's settling in. And, you know, it's really fun. I I had no idea it would be fun. Mm. Um, The team is so much fun. We enjoy each other. We enjoy our job. We enjoy the clients that we work with. And, um, you know, I think um, what I've really learned is that the clients in in the area and, well, anybody who comes, they're so knowledgeable about about food, about health care. They're really intelligent, and it's so uh, nice to work with them. Mm -hmm. It really is, and they're very open for, you know, we do some funny things at the practice do some alternative things and and, you know they're open to that and when I present that it's I don't don't know they just really love their their pets which is really nice yeah and that's something too that I think makes you really special is that you're a traditional traditional vet you're not a holistic vet but you so you're traditionally educated but you're so open and aware of of other alternative options to refer people to is really create a team which i think is so important because and i see that with my work working with behavior oftentimes i'm sending dogs to their vet to get checked out for if there's something medical going on or referring them to see dr nels who i've had on the show who's amazing who is um one of the cool connections out of this relationship is that he's practicing uh once every uh, every other Saturday at Jet City Animal Clinic, yep. which is yep. so great. Yeah, he has three or four clients um, a week when he comes in there, and um, people come to see him get readjusted energy-wise. And yeah. well, people don't their their dogs do, but he does everything from chickens to horses. So has he done? Has fun. he worked a chicken? He he hasn't yet, but, but he will. He, he will. He we probably had, has. We had chickens in there today, actually. You did. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys. Uh, you see chickens too, which is cool. There's a lot of chickens around. We have chickens yeah. across the street. Yeah, Ke- um, Kevin, the practice manager, is actually um, uh, on the poultry board for Washington State. And oh wow! So there you go. He's used He's to show show all sorts of animals, <laughs> but chickens are one of his things. That really? Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back uh, talking more with Dr. Anderson of Jet City Animal Clinic. JetCityAnimalClinic.com is the website. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Burlingame Veterinary Consulting, we cover the world of animals. This week, November 22nd, it's time to learn about the benefits of Chinese herbs for us and our animal friends. Tia and David Akrish, owners of Heaven and Earth Chinese Herb Healing Center, join me in the studio. We'll get to know them and find out about the services and products they have to offer, and we'll have open phone lines for questions and free consultations. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the natural pet pantry it's the educated choice get a grip on life with alternative talk 1150 welcome back to the dog show with julie forbes you're listening to alternative talk 1150 am we're back with Dr. Anderson and Jet City Animal <laughs> Clinic. <laughs> it's not going to get old. <laughs> JetCityAnimalClinic.com is their website. They're located on 12th Avenue in Seattle's Capitol Hill, right near Seattle U. And they're a full-service veterinary practice. And uh, we're so excited to have you here on the show and get to know you a little bit. If you've missed any part of this interview or any of our past shows, we have over 200 archived on our website, dogradioshow.com, and also a free download from iTunes. So just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes and uh, under the audio podcasts of iTunes, and you'll find all of our episodes there as well. And if you're on Facebook, be sure to find us both on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> we are awfully close to hitting a 1,000 which is exciting. Uh, Hopefully today. So if you're near your computer or you get home, get on Facebook and find The Dog Show with Julie Forbes and become a fan and become part of the conversation in between our live shows every Wednesday from 2 to 3 and then our encores every Sundays at 1. You can also find Jet City Animal Clinic on Facebook as well. So you guys have an open house coming up this Saturday from 10 to 4 at your clinic, yes. and uh, there's so much going on. Um, I mentioned in the last segment, Lola Ball is going to be there. She's the author of When Your Dog Has Cancer. She's going to be doing a book signing in the afternoon. 
I'm going to be there offering free uh, dog training and behavior advice or conversations um, for anyone who has questions about their dog's behavior or training from 2 to 4. And <clears throat> tell us about some other stuff that you have going on. There's You're doing like all these crazy giveaways and food and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, we have some really great sponsors. Um, there's a huge canine gift basket that um, if you come, you get a free raffle ticket, so you don't have to buy the raffle tickets. Uh-huh. I'm hoping to have a photo booth as well. Um, but there's a huge canine gift basket, just treats and grooming and toys, everything. Same uh, feline uh, basket as well. Carpet stain cleaner. We're giving away some things. Um, a senior annual wellness exam. Um for dog or cat. Uh, these are like $300, $350 values, uh, which are great. Yeah, it includes all sorts of like, one of them has like a blood panel and urine and nail trim and, or urine analysis and nail trim, parasite screen. Yeah, and all the lab stuff is donated by the lab, which is cool. Great. Yep. And so, yeah. yeah, these are like big packages, like the senior annual wellness care package. It's a $350 value, and you guys have four of these types of packages that you're giving away. And this is all part of the free raffle just for showing up. Yep. Yep. Show up and and bring your pets if you want. Cats, probably not so easy, but, you know. <laughs> what about chickens? Uh, chickens? Yeah. Maybe not. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if there's cats coming. We probably don't want to bring chickens. And yeah. if there's dogs coming, we might not want to bring cats. Right. Right. Well, we see how that goes. There's going to be some fabulous cupcakes made by Harriet's House of Cakes. Best cupcakes I've ever had. So Red those. velvet and salted caramel. Mm-hmm. To try to stay away from those. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, will Carlin be making her cocktail sauce? No. Oh. I know. <laughs> she doesn't even get a comb. Oh. She has to work, so. That's too bad. I know. All right. Meat and cheese, veggies, fruit platters, light drinks, coffee, juice, wine, and water. And uh, treat bags, little, like, um, party gifts. Everyone gets some treats. Yep. And then all of these raffles that are awesome. And other, also, um, Polly Klein, tell us a little bit about her, because she's using your quiet room. Right. So Polly Klein is another uh, practitioner that is working out of what we call the quiet room, which is like a living room. It has a couch and carpet, so it's it's just comfortable to be in yeah so she um is a reiki master she also does cranial sacral therapy um for dogs and cats and um i wasn't sure what that was but it's really interesting it's more um yeah having to do with the 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 head and um body but not trying to rub out like massage tries to rub out knots this is kind of more working with the uh connective tissues Mm. to just get energy flow Mm -hmm. better and she could explain it so much better than i could but fascinating stuff Mm -hmm. um and she is an animal communicator which is great cool and um she talked to travis for us which was was fun yeah yeah and you have speaking of travis you have two dogs yes travis and sister and what are their breeds um sister is a border collie cattle dog uh, her name is Sister Smarty Pants, and Travis the Wiz is, I don't know, he was a stray, but I think he's a Yorkie Poo, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's cute. They're adorable. 
we are sort of obsessed with sister. Yeah. Well, they're fun. <laughs> they're fun. And you guys went out with sister to see Maggie McClure, who's the coordinator of the Vashon Sheepdog Trials, and did some herding with her. Yeah, yeah. we did. She had a great time. She found her found her calling, huh? Well, she just she just had. <laughs> what I love about Maggie is she's just like just let her have fun. Yeah, We're not going to tell her to do anything. Just see what she does. Yeah, so it was fun. Cool. So JetCityAnimalClinic.com dot com is their website. Uh, their open house is this Saturday. Uh, Lots of what is it, two thousand over twenty five hundred dollars in raffle giveaways, yeah. and you get a free raffle ticket just for walking through the door. So there you go, and um, you can bring your dog um, as long as you think your dog would enjoy being there and enjoy being with other dogs, and see the space. Check out the quiet room. Um, something else that I really that's a sort of a um, passion of mine among many is end of life the conversations of end of life and i know that that's something that you are really sensitive to as well and um and that's part of also what the quiet room is intended for too right right i am just trying to be i mean we all have lost dear pets and we know it's so incredibly difficult and to have to go into a bright exam room where you've come for years sit on a hard floor sit on a hard floor and say goodbye to your family member Mm -hmm. and sometimes your best and best friend ever Mm -hmm. in your life it's so hard so we have a place that's comfortable for everybody and you know you don't ever have to go in there ever again if you don't want Mm -hmm. when you come into jet city it's not like you're put back in that same room where you said goodbye to yeah you know, your loved one. That's so. a good point. I didn't even mm. think about that. And that totally happened where I was, this was years ago, but I found myself back in the exam room that I was in when I put Chewy down. Mm. And I was like, whoa, wow, yeah. here I am again. Yeah. Last time I was in this room. And it just, you know, it was fine, but it was definitely a thing that, was, you know, struck me about being in there that I wasn't necessarily anticipating. So right. that's a good uh, good aspect of that as well. So I find um, physiology, I wish I could download your brain <laughs> because <That'd> be scary, <laughs> at least for the physiology part, um, because I, I was one of She's my back f- in the matrix. <laughs> I know. I know. Download your brain, Dr. Anderson, um, because it's so interesting. I mean, when you really learn about how. I remember when I learned about muscle contraction and I was freaking out. I remember drawing it on napkins for friends, like after class. Yeah. You're not going to believe this. This happens and then this happens and this happens and it happens so fast. So, you know, talking about how, like, understanding how everything works together. You're talking about metabolic function. um, And I asked you what that was. So (laughs) what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, you're referring to what I think is so important, which is nutrition yep. and how it enhances metabolic fun- function. Metabolic function is is your bo- how your organs work together, how the physiology of your body and um, how it, it, everything has jobs. And so those jobs are done more easily if they don't have to get rid of um, all sorts of toxins on top of it. Right. Um, and and have the right building blocks 
so the right amino acids and and all right. this to to just function and and do the best. And so when your body your your body gets worn out, it's the same with us as it is with dogs and cats. They're just more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, gets worn out dealing with toxins all the time. Mm-hmm. And they are everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're something that is another thing that. Um, I really appreciate about you and that definitely makes you unique among the, the the larger population of veterinarians is your sensitivity to nutrition and and how important it is and that's not I mean that's undervalued in hu- human medicine also it's just blows my mind right that you know people could uh, you know I have a friend who's has a liver liver issue and nobody's really brought up nutrition. I know. So it's like, close my liver. mind. Well, just do a colonoscopy. I won't ask you what you eat. Right. <laughs> like it's not connected or, right. or not one of the most important factors to health. So, right. and it's the, all the same is true for dogs and cats. Um, so having a, a vet who's a traditional vet who is sensitive to nutrition, who's open to raw food diets, cooked food diets, dehydrated foods, um, I know Natural Pet Pantry is going to be at your open house as well. Yep. And they're going to have treats there for people to give their pets and there to talk to people who are interested in learning more about raw and cooked food alternatives. Um, and that's such such an important thing because that's something that I run up against a lot with my clients is that there's a lot of... Um, a lot of people, I mean, in general, but who are really scared of, of raw foods or who are just opposed, just flat out opposed to them. And, you know, and I'm not. And so that's kind of a difference in perspective. And we both tend to passionately state our case. So it's nice to not have that friction there um, to be able to send people and know that they're not going to be like pressured to just get on a prescription diet just because that's what's sold there. Right. right. And that those are really used with discretion and, you know, really as needed when it's, you feel it's really the only option for the, for the case. So, um, that's just so awesome. And I know as I've been talking to people in the industry about you and letting them know, they are always, I always put that in like, and she's totally keen on nutrition and food and, and, and they're like, oh, no way. Like that's something that is really, really valuable. And that's really, unfortunately, pretty uncommon. Well, Unless you go to like a holistic vet and right, then, you know. Right. Well, and I think, um, you know, I guess that's part of the the whole integrity of of the way I want to practice because I think what I've actually seen with prescription diets and what I've seen with good quality foods, I'm just getting into the raw, so that's kind of new to me, mm-hmm. um, is I think as uh, well as a medical practitioner, you're always having to learn. You're always having to open yourself up to what else can we do to help this patient and um, nutrition has been so important in, I mean, allergies. I can tell you how many, 90% of cat allergies cured with a change in, and, and I'm talking cat allergies as in the chronic barfing syndrome. Mm. It's not normal for them to barf all the time. That's just not normal. Right. Evolutionarily, it wouldn't be functional. Right. So it's because of what we feed them. Imagine so, that. I know. I mean, you know, kibble's convenient, but... yeah. Yeah, it's not great for him. Ah, yes. A vet who actually acknowledges that nutrition is important to general health. That was Dr. Erica Anderson of Jet City Animal Clinic, one of our partners. Thanks to the Natural Pet Pantry as well. 
And thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We'll be back next Wednesday live at 2 p.m.